0: Welcome to The Actor and The Actuary. As we two guys in opposite states talk about our careers, our life in completely two different worlds as we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. How did I do? Is that is that a good <laughs> impression? It.
1: it was like was that supposed to be me? Yeah, that, that was yeah. you. Did you get did you how did how did I do on the actuary?
0: Uh, I mean it was a little too lively, maybe, <sighs> but <laughs> Um, besides yeah. that it was good
1: next time we do that we'll do some kind of prep you like know I got to get in my my mental headspace here as an actor you got the methodology that I need here to prepare to sure. be an actuary
0: yeah yeah you didn't yeah you didn't have your couple minutes to prepare all right well uh, uh great to uh see you tonight um, yeah it's uh it's always a pleasure but uh, especially tonight um, what do you got in that, uh, that chalice over there? What are you drinking? What are you drinking?
1: The chalice. Uh, you know what? Let me just start by saying I didn't intend to drink this tonight. I started uh-huh. by pouring myself a, uh, a vodka orange. And uh, it, done it It just something was wrong. It didn't taste right. And so I, uh, I did a quick splash out and uh, got me just a standard old glass of Woodbridge Cab Savernay. What do you got going on over
0: there? I'm channeling my inner um, my inner freshman in college girl, and I've got a <laughs> vodka cranberry here.
1: Oh!
0: And I even put a splash of lime juice in here. It's delicious. Oh
1: my gosh! Look <laughs> it's at so you. good.
0: I yeah. Um, this is. This is not cranberry juice cocktail, by the way. This is real cranberry juice. So it's wow. kind of healthy, you know? I mean, that's, I think Jack that's, would be proud. Just huh, she
1: would be proud. I have a question, Mr. Actuary. When sure. you pour yourself drinks, because you tend to say it's a nice mixture, do you measure everything out?
0: Negatory, no. Okay, okay, okay. No, it's, it's a splash. So there's some risk involved, <laughs> would you say? There, I mean, yeah. I mean, in most things in life, there is risk involved and it's, you know, are you willing... take that risk are you willing to deal with the consequences whether positive or negative in this case um yeah it's it's worth the time savings and i'm willing to deal with the consequence of having an imbalanced drink
1: i like it. that's pretty risky
0: yeah i mean i live on the edge but that's
1: it didn't work out for me (laughs) i poured mine out
0: (laughs) that's true uh tonight we've got uh we've got quite the uh, doozy of a topic here Uh, we are going to talk about faith. Oh. So, um, yeah, talk about why we believe what we believe, um, how it's impacted our lives, uh, and any other questions we happen to uh, think of as we go. I love it. So, yeah, it should be good. Uh, And I, I think maybe to start with, faith has been... Um, probably something that has brought probably originally brought both of us together. Hmm. Um, So it's an an important part of our friendship. So I'm surprised it's taken us, you know, 10 episodes to, uh, to get there.
1: Yeah. You know uh, that's, that's interesting actually to think about the integration of our friendship around faith uh, around the core of, you know, where I make a lot of my decisions and um where i go and how i go there and in in life i think uh looking back at because we met at church um and being in and around making like music videos uh, being around and being in plays and, and choirs and and youth group uh bands and like all that kind of stuff we did it a lot together and actually interesting from this actor standpoint from an artistic standpoint a lot of it revolved around faith in the arts Uh, for me, being still kind of in that is very interesting of what I'm constantly trying to do with this integration of faith and arts. Um, So I think it's kind of interesting that you say that because it does come back to the core of, in essence, where I started at the beginning of this career too.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Would you say, um, you know, in those days where we were, you know, singing and uh, in in plays and stuff like that at church, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, a lot of kids go to church uh, because their parents go. Um, so would you say that at that point in your life, you had made your faith, your own, or like, did, did you have that faith or was it, were you still kind of just there because of your parents' faith at that point?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know that, um, I had the understanding of choice of my own faith being the active reason for attending, right? Like I was, Uh, Maybe it was like the underpinning principle of why I was there, but I didn't necessarily equate it to the same thing. I didn't say, Hey, because I'm going to hang out with my church friends it's because of my faith that connects us because of my faith that unites the idea of enjoying hanging out and being in these bands and plays. It's more like I wanted community and you guys were cool and fun to be around. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed not being like made fun of, I enjoyed (laughs) being connected with people that I could trust. And I don't necessarily think it was the intention of, Oh, and it's because I love the Lord that I'm throwing myself into music and church and youth and all that kind of stuff. It was probably an imitation and replication by the leadership of my parents to go um and I, it took me years to understand my own journey
0: well yeah and and you're forgetting the last pillar of um of faith in, in youth group which is uh church lock-ins
1: i mean it's it's the it's
0: number one it's the big pillar i don't know why why did they all do that why do why do all churches have lock-ins like they that?
1: want they want you to um Stay at church long enough to you start tithing.
0: <laughs> yeah, if we trap you in there for a twelve-hour period, you're you're bound to give give ten percent
1: ten percent of your your day. <laughs> that um, must
0: be it. That must be it. I
1: don't know why that's a thing. I, I, Maybe the idea like surround yourself with other people that you can trust on a you know as usually a Friday night that keep them away from harm for that one weekend or something. I don't know.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, it kept people away from harm, but, uh, you know, people still found a way to get into trouble. (laughs) Oh, do tell. What do you mean by that? Oh, well, I mean, I do recall um, Ben telling us about how, uh, you know, he he was a little nervous the the day after the lock-in when he found out that somebody had been going around recording with a night vision camera during the night games. um, Because I believe uh, there were a few ladies that he was, uh, you know, get, getting a little close to <laughs> during so sm- the night, games. like some
1: smooching on smooching during the night games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little smooching, you know, nothing, nothing too bad, but for, you know, a ninth grader, that's you know, at a church lock in that's scandalous.
1: That is scandalous. It's almost so scandalous. I'm like, are we allowed to say that? Um, uh-
0: <laughs> well, Ben, if you're listening, um, <laughs> sorry for revealing that secret.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah. So that's a good question, actually. Uh, Any uh, smooches on your end during lock-ins?
0: Oh boy. Um, You know, if there were, it was, it was only from girlfriends. I don't think I've ever kissed anyone that I was not dating. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've was very reserved in my, uh, you know, affection. Yeah. 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 (laughs) How about you?
1: Uh no 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 uh, no smooching I think we covered this in a previous uh um, episode my first kiss was not until college
0: right um, oh right uh, on the beach
1: no on a dock on the dock okay some
0: random smooching <laughs> um, <laughs> but was there hand holding in the fireside room. <laughs> Uh yeah there was a lot of
1: handholding during lock-ins.
0: Um also fireside room. Every church has a fireside room. Yeah, just point, pointing that yeah. out. Yeah.
1: Also, I don't know that the handholding actually um, happened in the fireside room. Oh,
0: okay. Well. Um the I just assumed. The, the
1: handholding uh, uh, the one that I remember specifically that was impactful for me um <laughs> at the time. Uh <laughs> was in the, the room to the left of said fireside room in that back closet, uh, oh, yeah. which was like a common sardines hide location.
0: Sure. Well, closets are, yeah, the best, best spot for handholding. Obviously <laughs> as anyone, unless you're anyone Ben, unless,
1: unless you're Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing beyond a, a common hand uh, hold now and again. And then of course, like the, the hallway handholding, like come up and, grab a hand and see if they hold it back.
0: (laughs) Wow, I was never that daring to try that, but uh, that works, huh?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, surprisingly. Oh, huh, okay.
0: Well, I'll have to go back and tell my 14-year-old self that.
1: Just throw a lock and see who comes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: That would be kind of creepy, I think. Uh... But uh, yeah, but it's it's funny, you know, because I think at the time we... uh, with that and lots of other things, we would feel rebellious, but you know, it wasn't really rebel. Maybe it was rebellious in the framework of youth group, but in the grand scheme of things, not very rebellious.
1: No, no. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point of this, like over conservative natural mindset, you know, like, wow, I was holding a hand in high school. I wasn't off, you know, doing drugs. I wasn't off having sex. I wasn't, you know, I was in a good place to where, I was raised well in that regard to where it's like, yeah. It, it, at the time I thought I was like, oh man, I'm being so rebellious. The lights are off. We're holding hands. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is insane. But um, it's amazing what, and you talk about the, one of your first questions in terms of, was it your faith or your parent parents' faith? And I think sometimes we as parents or or as uh, as people of faith were kind of like, well, I want to have my own identity in my faith, right? Or as I'm raising my kids, there's the common question of, do I just let them find their own faith? Um, and I think that is dangerous um, because kids are so young and immature and just learning themselves that, yes, correct, you should allow them to find themselves. But not to the point of full release, like go and uh, pick your faith, especially when it's so important and so true and so real and understood by me now. I would not ever want to just release my daughter to, you know, good luck and get out there and go find your faith. That that under, that under underlining principle that I was talking about of faith is important to be showed and demonstrated by your parents to kind of help formulate the beginning of your own
0: faith. So if, if your parents you know, we're not Christians, would you have come to Christianity somehow? And I know that's an impossible question to answer, but you you kind of answered it there by saying like, well, yeah, maybe, but your parents helped in that. And, and I think it's easy for people to say like, well, you're, you know, you're biasing your kids or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and, and yeah, that is true. You are. Um, but if your goal in life is for them to, you know, have the least biased choice, then okay, but I think for somebody that has the faith that you and I have, um, and the belief that we do, we believe it's so important that it shouldn't be like, you want to, you want to bias your kids with that because you believe the importance behind it and the, um, the incredible truth behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I guess I didn't even let you answer your question. I answered it for you. So I, I, sh- I should let you answer. Do you, what do you think? Do you think you would have, you would have found Christianity yeah. without your parents? Yeah.
1: yeah, it's a good question. Um, so in a simple answer, yes. Uh, in a different way, most likely, because I think the Lord is ever chasing the individuality of our hearts, whether we know him or not, whether it's r- raised in us or not, you hear all the time, well, I came to faith and I'm not of a, of an origin of faith. My, none of my family believes that kind of stuff. That's a very common occurrence. And it's because the Lord is chasing. Um, I think the, the Lord gets brought, I think it's that scriptural is every person will have an opportunity to know the Lord, um, And it's impossible for me to think that he wouldn't show up in a grand way at some point in time in my life, you know? And I think, and I think you can say that about anybody. And I think if you haven't experienced it, then I think it's been coming or it is coming soon because there is a, he is, he is chasing us individually always. So to answer your question, yes, I do think I would have, or would at some point um, I'm incredibly grateful uh, that I, started from a family that already believed.
0: So are, are you one of those people who, uh, tries to, you know, you, you, uh, confront everyone, you know, all your friends and everyone you come into contact with that, uh, does not have the same belief as you and you, you know, yeah. you try, try to convert them. How, how does that work?
1: No. Yeah. I, so, um, I have, you know, those track cards, <laughs> uh, and I have a nail gun. Um, and I just, I'm like, Hey, do you know the Lord? No, no. Tell me about him. And I actually take it and shoot the nail gun through the card <laughs> into their heart. And I've said, well, he, the Lord has pierced you. Um, okay.
0: There are some like, we, we should stop here for a second because those are, there are like, there are some really lame, um, <laughs> things out there. Like, do you remember we had the, uh, I remember when I was in high school, there was the, the tract that, uh, it looked like a dollar, $20, $100 yeah, $20 bill, a bill or something. Yeah. 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 You fold it up and, like, oh, and then you I open found it money. up.
1: And it's like, no, you just found the Lord. Ha,
0: ha, ha. Yeah. yeah. You open it up and it says disappointed or something. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're like,
0: okay, this is probably just going to make people mad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Like standing up in the corners of streets with a megaphone, just shouting at people and things like, like that yeah. does not demonstrate the heart of God. That does not demonstrate love first that demonstrates you're going to hell, you are wrong, you know, and either believe or die. And it's like, that is not how the Lord sought, you know, and we are called to be like Christ. He did not go around gunning people with a nail gun with track cards. You know, he met them where they were. <laughs> I forgot your question. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> nail guns.
0: <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, Yeah. Track nail gun. Uh, no, I'm just going to ask, uh, like, I assume as I do, you have plenty of friends that don't share your beliefs, you know, no, we just talked about how we, we, you know, we want to share them with our children. How, how does that work when it's a friendship? You know, Mm -hmm. do you, Mm -hmm. do you share with them? Do you push it on them? Like what, how, Mm -hmm. how do you go about that?
1: Um, it's, it's constantly being shaped in my mind personally. Like I, I, It's hard. You're like, Oh, we have to be an evangelistic nature, right? Well, I have to, I have to share, I have to share about the Lord and I need you to come to Christ and need you to know him right now. And that kind of stuff. However, it's done in my opinion, and what I've really started to learn lately in the subtleties of my own actions in how i communicate on a day to day and how i bring the lord into all the places that i live work and play in the places that i you know i am at home in front of my daughter in the places that i am in work in my emails or on my phone calls that i can find and care for the very individual in front of me that calls into question in their mind why is this guy different why do i want to call him or want to hang out or want to be around him so that that question then comes from in them saying hey either actually physically why are you different or the desire to be welcomed in to a sense of vulnerability to where then you can impart knowledge and wisdom and appreciation and then a lot of times prayer and that kind of opens up the idea like hey there's something different and spiritual about jeff or of aaron and It makes me want to be around, even though I have no idea what my questions are, because that's part of it, especially if you don't know the Lord, especially if you weren't raised in a Christian home, you don't even know what to ask, but the Lord is attractive. The Holy spirit is the most attractional thing out there. And whether that you realize it or not, that you are drawn into the character of a person, you're actually being drawn into if they know the Lord, the character of Christ. And that's how we are called to be an emulating of Christ so that you can be like Christ and emulate that to the world. Cause Paul says, follow me before I follow Christ. So if we are supposed to imitate and be like Christ, the hope would be that we impart that in what we do in our action, as opposed to running down with the track on a nailing him in the head.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you look at Jesus. He wasn't uh, just shouting to people with a with megaphone teaching. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he did have to sometimes, but that was because the crowds came to him, like crowds followed him. They, you know, they acknowledged there's something different about him. Um, I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And so it was much, much less of, um, yeah, forcing your own, your own thing down someone's throat.
1: How do you, how do you do it as an actuary in a, you know, in a world that is the business around money or the business around risk or the business around numbers incorporating faith?
0: Um, not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that, like you said, it's something that I'm always thinking about. Um, I, I think the number one way is just through relationships with people, like through, those that are on my team I'm, I'm a manager so i i do manage some people and you know obviously i my, my main job is meeting with people honestly and like helping make connections and so i know that um through all these conversations that i have you know i maybe have eight hours of conversations every day um there are little things i can do that i think help people like just help spread god's love basically help them feel loved And my new thing lately has been joy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, that's a gift that God has given me joy. And um, so as much as I can spread joy to others, I think that's, that's been a goal of mine. And that's actually one of my nearest resolutions to, to try to spread joy.
1: I think a lot of times we analyze leading our friends to faith. um, And it's like, I think I might just be a stepping stone in their journey um, or they've moved away. And I'm like, gosh, they didn't know the Lord. And it's like, as long as I poured, as long as I was there, as long as I was listening, I think I'm part of their journey to win whoever is the one that in essence brings them to Christ. It's not just the one person bringing them to Christ. It's, it's this journey of everybody before them too, the stepping stone of standing in faith, with Christ to see somebody saved. I think it's a powerful thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I think, you know, that was just reminding me for for those that don't have the same, you know, the same faith, don't, um, don't believe Jesus Christ is savior. Like I I think a a common question is why, like, why do you guys care so much what other people believe? Um, And I guess if, if there's anyone out there that's thinking that now, Um, my answer to that is it's, you know, it's not necessarily that I care what you believe or need you to validate my belief or anything like that. It's just that anybody that is, is sharing Christ with you, it's because they love you and, um, they want you to experience God's love and they want you Mm -hmm. to be saved. Um, Mm -hmm. and that it's, you know, it's, it's not a selfish thing. It's not about being right. Right. Um, getting people on your side. Um, And so I think for me, when I keep that in in mind, that gives me um, more courage as well, just to say, you know what, it's not about me. Maybe somebody will think I'm dumb, but I'm trying to help them. And they
1: might think that you're dumb in that moment and might later when they've furthered in their faith journey, realize like, Hey man, I don't, that guy actually wasn't wrong or what I did and what I said at that time was wrong. And um, I I think that's a good point. I think we can question um, why we're doing it. And we often do get questioned by our friends uh, or acquaintances. Like, why do you care? And, and I think you said it right. It's, I just want you to experience what I've experienced. I want you to understand how much my faith has drastically changed who I am. It's who I am. It's how I do what I do. It's integrated into all of my being. And I am a better person. I am a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better worker. I'm My my material that I write or I act in or things like that, because I press into the Lord through all of it is massively better because the Lord in scripture says that he makes you 10 times a craftsman. And so it's like, I I want you to experience that. I want you to experience the fullness of God, uh, in a very selfless way. I I want you to be successful. I want you to have a deeper love. I want you to be loved in return. I want you to have a relationship with somebody who also loves the Lord to make kids who love it's just, it's boundless. And I want you to experience the boundless love of Christ.
0: So if we as Christians can get that message out instead of, you know, you're sinners. Don't do this. Don't do that. This is the right way. Uh, this is the correct political party, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that, uh, a lot of more people would be receptive (laughs) to, to believing, but I think it's just, you know, there's a lot of ulterior motives that end up getting, getting mixed up in it. Mm -hmm. Well, that seems probably like a good place to leave it, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go shout from a corner
0: perfect sounds good yeah go get your bullhorn Uh, (laughs) well thanks for chatting
1: yeah if you guys have any thoughts or uh you want to i don't know say anything about this you can email us aaron where can they email us
0: um i would say the best place would be the actor in the actuary at gmail.com
1: the actor in the actuary at gmail.com well thanks for listening in guys my name is jeffrey larson i'm the actor
0: and this has been aaron sorbel the actuary